0: time to react to LA Clippers basketball this is Clippers talk
1: all the chat
0: reaction and analysis hosted by Adam Oslin
1: you know he's feeling good
0: take the show with you anywhere you are and go Clipper nation baby get the podcast on the iHeartRadio app
1: and now your host he makes everything happen
0: Adam Oslin
1: on April Fool's this new-look Denver Nuggets team is no fool's gold they win 101 to 94 over your Los Angeles Clippers at Staples Center. Welcome into Clipper's Talk. I'm Adam Oslund, 869-872570. is the phone number coming up here on the show. We'll have post-game audio from your head coach, T. Lou, as we always do. Plus my friend Brandon Marcus, Clippers Analyst here. I just went on his podcast recently. So now he's coming on Clippers Talk tonight, and he does it for Hoop Ball Fantasy. Brandon Marcus will be here. After the Clippers, let's be honest, that first half, uh, a pretty poor effort defensively. They just weren't good enough. Denver was hitting shots, but the Clippers were down 13 for a reason. They were down by as many as 18 in this game for a reason, and the effort just wasn't there in the first half of this one. The opposite of what happened on Tuesday night, where in the second half, they had issues defensively against the Orlando Magic. Tale of two halves going on right now with your Los Angeles Clippers. Some of that, I think, is injury-influenced, but the Clippers were down 62-49 to 49 at the half. Now, it was good to see what they were able to do in that third quarter, which was hold the Denver Nuggets to just 19 points. The problem was... Clippers still only scored 21. They didn't make as much headway as they could have while holding Denver. One of the best offenses in the league, one of the best offenses in league history right now, is there are seven teams that are outpacing what the Dallas Mavericks did last season when it comes to offensive rating. Seven teams are better than what Dallas did last season by setting the all-time offensive rating in the regular season. The Clippers would be one of them. They're the second team. Uh, offensively right now second best team on offense but they put up just 94 points so if you want to look for positives holding the Denver Nuggets to 101 when the worst team in the league averages 102 points per game in the Cleveland Cavaliers you would think they would have won this game holding Nikola Jokic to just 14 and 7 you would think you would have won this game also had seven assists. you got to add in the assists when you're talking about Nikola Jokic. There's a reason he is, I think, the front runner for MVP right now, partly because LeBron James went down, Joel Embiid went down, and there was an opening there, but he's been fantastic all season long, even though Denver got off to a slow start. He's averaging 27, 11, and 8 assists on the season and doing things that we haven't seen from a big man from the assists and passing standpoint really ever. He is a unicorn. He's very unique. He's a one-of-one type of guy. Yeah, there have been good passers in the past in the post, like Vlade Divac, but they weren't averaging eight assists per game like he is now and getting Aaron Gordon easy dunks over and over again. This Denver Nuggets team is a problem. They have that extra element back. Maybe they lost some of that last season with Jeremy Grant, now with the Detroit Pistons. They lost some of that earlier this season, I should say. But Aaron Gordon provides some of what he did defensively and offensively. He's also a much better three-point shooter than I think people realize. Guys like he and Zach Levine, coincidentally, they had, I think, the best dunk contest showdown of all time. Yes, even better than Dominique and MJ back in 88. Just look at the degree of difficulty of some of those dunks. Aaron Gordon... Got those 50s, but it is a cumulative score. And there's a reason he lost as well. <laughs> Zach Levine was that good. But people often stereotype them as just dunkers. It's something we used to see with Blake Griffin, even though he had a more well rounded game later on in his Clippers career and has become a much better three point shooter. But Aaron Gordon has done the same. And he was his comp coming out of Arizona was Blake Griffin Light. And he's kind of been like that throughout his career. Hasn't taken that major step yet, but now he's in a position where he can be the third or fourth option at times. Will Barton came out and was hot and had 10 points in that first quarter. He's been a Clippers killer in the past, but Aaron Gordon is just catching easy lobs and easy passes from Nikola Jokic. And it's going to be really tough to defend this team. This was only their third or fourth game now, implementing Aaron Gordon. They've won four straight, the Denver Nuggets. But the Clippers... They still held them to 101. They held them to 39 points in the second half. They easily could have pulled this game out. They were down one with about seven minutes left after Terrence Mann, who has been fantastic over the last month, has been averaging about 15 points per game in his last seven contests now and was coming off a dud of a game Tuesday night for his new standard in his young career – when he ended up going 3-of-12 from the field against the Orlando Magic, still hit a big three-point shot late, the only three who had hit. But the Clippers lost that game by seven, and he went 3-of-12. Tonight, bounces back, the young man, went 8-of-10 from the field, had 18 points, had eight of those in the fourth quarter. And zoomania was in effect in that fourth. It was all he and Evita Zubots. Mounting that comeback when the Clippers were down by as many as 18. They were down 11, headed into the fourth. And Big Zoo provided the energy with defense leading to offense. On the other end, he was rewarded. We played the highlight for you earlier. But he had both of his blocks in the fourth quarter, four of his eight points in the fourth quarter, plus three rebounds in the fourth. He was great. He's been special all season long. He and uh, Vucevic, the two most underrated players in the league probably when you look at just the production and just the efficiency that they give you out there. Uh, at least when you're talking about big men, for sure. But I think uh, at any position, they are that underrated. Avita Zubats, and this is one of the silver linings to not just this game, but this season with the Clippers being up and down at times, even though they're still 32-18, and 18, they're still a top-four seed in the Western Conference. We'll update you on the standings coming up, even with all these injuries. But it's been the play and the maturation process of Evita Zubats, but really, he's been this good. He just didn't play heavy minutes last season. Believe me, I remember this. Clipper Nation was calling me every night talking about why is Evita Zubats not playing more. <laughs> 866-987-2570. Well, Montrez Harrell uh, freed up some minutes for Evita Zubats with him going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, they still desperately need Serge Ibaka. They desperately need Patrick Beverley, this team, their emotional leader out there, and they need Rajon Rondo. I brought it up in the pregame. I talked about the end of that game where the Clippers were up by seven with three minutes left against the Orlando Magic Tuesday night, and they did not execute well down the stretch, had multiple turnovers. What could Rondo do for them? I think he could get them in line offensively on that end and get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George easier shots. Obviously, Paul didn't play that game and was just 5 of 15 tonight for the Clippers with 17 points. was on a minutes restriction. We just found that out game, but I think we knew that in the fourth quarter when he left at one point. Uh, but Rajon Rondo is a need for this team. And speaking of the needs, we need to get to an ID right now. Sam Zia just reminded me. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on AM 570 LA Sports.
0: LA Clippers basketball. AM 570 KLAC Los Angeles. 98.7 KYSR HD2 Los Angeles. An iHeart radio station.
1: Rajon Rondo can cure some of what ails them. And I think a lot of it, really. Because if you can bring out the best in Paul George, in Kawhi Leonard, that's the only way this Clippers team is going to get to the promised land for the first time in franchise history. They have to get great production from their superstars in the biggest moments, so make it easier on them. Have someone else set the table and bring the ball up. Terrence Mann has even done some of this recently. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter at times was just letting Mann go. He trusts him, and that's great to see. Because he is a really smart four-year player coming out of Florida State. You listen to him in post-game interviews, he's wise beyond his years. He's so articulate and in tune with the game, and it's all slowing down for him. And his breakout over the last month could pay huge dividends down the line for this Clippers team. But Rajon Rondo has been there and done that. has won two championships and just won one five months ago while playing great in the NBA Finals. Forget playoff Rondo, Finals Rondo. He was awesome for the Lakers. And in that closeout game six, he started six of six from the field. (laughs) You don't even think of Rondo for his scoring most of the time. It's just a bonus. But he shot over 40% from three. He did so with the New Orleans Pelicans two years before that, when they blitzed the Portland Trail Blazers and swept them when the Blazers were actually favored in that first-round matchup. They need Rondell badly. It's starting to look like that to me. And Noah Eagle talked about this post game as well. But at the end of this game, and it was a one-point game with 7 minutes left, the Clippers ended up getting outscored 17 to 11 the rest of the way. And I think there was a 9-0 run at one point by the Denver Nuggets there, and the Clippers made it look a little bit more respectable late. Kawhi Leonard had a dunk late. But they weren't able to hang once the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic hit a big three pointer, started to pull away from them. Now, I love the second half effort, but I talked about it in the pregame too. It's got to be forty-eight minutes against the Denver team. As our friend Don McClain would say, your margin of error is so small. When you're playing a team as good as the Denver Nuggets, it's impressive that the Clippers were able to come back and bring it to within one when they were down by as many as eighteen. But if they had played with that sense of urgency and that focus to start off this game, they wouldn't have been in that position where they were playing uphill to begin with. Clippers lose 101-94 to to the Denver Nuggets. Their next game is back at Staples Center against the Los Angeles Lakers Sunday afternoon. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to your phone calls. Morris, Jose, CJ, we got you. We're coming back to you, and we'll hear from... T loop post game, that's next. You're listening to Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland and this is AM570 LA Sports.
0: Letter there, he erased it at the rim! Bye. never had a chance. Yeah. This is LA Clippers Basketball on the official home of your LA Clippers.
1: Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. is the phone number. If you want to get on after the Clippers lose by seven, once again, this time to the Denver Nuggets with a final score of 101-94. In some ways, I'm weirdly encouraged because I'm not that worried about the Clippers offensively. And defensively, they played like a top-five defense coming out of the All-Star break. I believe we're at about 12 games now. Since the All-Star break. And that was a real concern the first half of the season. They had to get better there. They were the 11th best defense coming into this game. And that's including when they were almost bottom 10. As they were so up and down throughout the first half of the season. So they've done well there. But the one thing that always concerns me of course. And there's nothing you can do about it. Other than hope and pray for guys to get healthy. Is that health. Paul George still doesn't look right to me, and I'm just wondering, since that foot injury, he's been in this shooting slump. Are those two things connected? PG-13 tonight, 17 points on 5 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 7 from distance, did hit a big three-pointer in the fourth quarter and was on a minute's restriction. But that right foot, and we don't know exactly what the injury is this time before it was swelling in the right foot the last couple of games... We don't know the details on it. But he did play tonight, and I suppose that is a good sign, and he got through it. But the Clippers, they came up short in a game where they dug themselves too deep of a hole to climb out of. Clippers lose 101-94 to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jose in Southgate, what's up? You're on Clippers Talk with Adam Oslund.
2: Hello, Adam. I'm going to go ahead and just say this for everybody. Outside of the Los Angeles area that couldn't call in. Haters will say that this reminds them my last season playoffs. But real clear fans know that. Like no, you just said, we're missing three key rotational players. And still, down 16, make this TNT nightcap, a TNT nightcap, being down by one. Because, yes, Terrence Mann, or was that Lou Williams? I don't know. You saw, you saw the game. You saw when he got that rebound and he drove in and then reset the offense, passed it to Reggie. Could have been the game time threes. Nonetheless, Rondo, insane. He's hurt. He's over there on the sidelines coaching everybody. I already see it. I love it. And Rondo, this is what it is. I wrote this down because, you know, I get star struck whenever I'm on the line. Um, <clears throat> Rondo, he makes the defense have Kawhi and Paul George in the back of their mind instead of in front of their eyes. And instead of starting the offense through them, we're going to Rondo, now, oh, what's Paul George and Kawhi doing? You don't know. Anyway, Zubac, ready to duck anything? Let's go, Cliff, first.
1: Jose, thank you for the phone call. You bring up the Reggie Jackson three that just went in and out. It was a catch-and-shoot situation. I think he's shooting 47% this season on catch-and-shoot threes. I thought that was going down, too. But the good news is Terrence Mann continues to not just impact the game by getting downhill and getting to the basket and scoring and creating for himself – and he hit a couple of jumpers, too, in the fourth. But his kickouts have looked so good, like head-scratching good, where you're just wondering how quickly this has developed for him over the last three weeks or so, where he's been making these passes more consistently. But you're right, getting Kawhi Leonard and getting Paul George off the ball, it's it's not just that the defense has to think about them more or has them in the back of their mind instead of the front of their mind, as you put it there, Jose, but... uh. I think it, it makes everything else just so much easier for them to work through and just get into just getting to their spots on the court. It's mentally less fatiguing for them out there to always have to be in control and also do the scoring. CJ in Alhambra, what's up? You're on Clippers Sock with Adam Oslin?
3: Hey, Adam. So, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in a loss, but I'm not devastated. Uh, I really felt that, as short-handed as we were, uh, we had it right there in our grasp. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more Marcus Morris, a little bit more Mookie. Um, why that didn't happen, you know, that that's Ty Lue's decision. CJ, um, we'll find
1: out post game. He may have been on a minutes restriction as well. He played just 29.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, and I get it. And, and you know, the beautiful thing is that that the Clips, in particular, Ty Lue has found a silver lining in the dark clouds of injury where we get to see uh, Luke stepping up. And let me say something, and, and this is a little uh, throw, throw out and a shout out to, to, to Nora, Noah Eagle. Um, Terrence of oh, Terence, man oh man. This cat right now puts Tony Stark, Black Sabbath, and a group of triathlon athletes on check. He is the Iron Man. Terrence Man is the Iron Man, no doubt about it. And and we're going to get the next win. Believe you me. I am Iron Man.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one, CJ. I appreciate it. Noah, I'm sure, hopefully, is listening right now. Hey, he might text me. But but you bring up uh, T. Lou. Let's get to him post game after the Clippers lose 101 to 94 to the Denver Nuggets. Here was Coach Lou speaking with the media. And here he was. We got him. We got him. I swear we got him. Coach, Um, obviously
4: uh, you guys didn't execute the way you wanted to down the stretch, but what what was working on the positive side? What was working? We did we did execute the way I wanted to down the stretch. We just didn't make shots. Got layups, layups, miss. But it wasn't about the end of the game. It was more so about the beginning of the game. And us not coming out in the first 24 minutes. Um, I thought our physicality really affected us on the offensive end. Um, we couldn't get into our stuff. Um, They really loaded up on us Um, in that half court. We didn't move the ball like we supposed to move the basketball and attack. And then when you're playing against a good team like this, you can't wait too late in the second half to try to perform. You know, it's it's just too late. And so um, the way we played in the midway through that third quarter, we should have been playing to start the game, um, but we didn't have it. And um, this is the result you get. But, you know, holding this team to um, uh, 39 points in the second half, you know, that, that was good to see. But overall, offensively, I thought we sucked. What was working for you guys to, to make that comeback from being down 16 to get Defense, competing, playing hard, um, bringing the physicality. I um, thought the second unit came in and really gave us a, a boost. You know, um, and um, when you play on a team like this, when you play on a good team, you can't you can't start the game like we started the game and they expect to win. So, um, hats off to those guys. They they play well. Um, I thought defensively we did a good job of you know competing in the second half and holding this team to 39 points. But offensively, I thought that's what hurts throughout the course
1: of
0: the game. Appreciate it. we we'll go to Farbon. Hey, Coach, we saw uh, PG miss a couple of gimmies at the rim. Was that something you think where it was just in his head or was his foot bothering him from before and he's still kind of not where he needs to be?
4: Oh, well, you haven't played in a while. You know, your timing and your rhythm is going to be off. Um, that's to be expected. You know, he had a layup, he missed down a stretch. You know, Kawhi missed a couple of bunnies in the layup, I mean, in, in the uh, paint um, that could have tied the game up. So. Um, you know, when you don't play for a few games, you know, you're going to be out of rhythm, so that's what be expected. Justin Russo. Hey, Coach, uh, you guys gave up uh, probably about eight to ten back cuts tonight to Denver. Does that come just from a lack of awareness, lack of energy, pop, what is it? It comes from Joker being on the floor. I think he causes so much attention. Um, when you're digging and helping, and sometimes when you get the switches, you double team, um, he's going to pick you apart. And um, this team leads the league in in the cuts and scoring off the cuts. But you know, when Joker's on the floor, um, he demands so much attention, which I thought we did a good job on him. Um, but the other guys got off.
0: Thank you, Miriam. You can go
4: ahead.
2: Hey Ty, wondering what Denver was doing defensively to sort of thwart you guys I and mean, push you guys deep into shot clocks bunch of times. Um, what do you see from that end?
4: I'm daring us to pass the ball. I'm loading up, um, daring us to pass the ball. Um, they're switching, I thought, affected us a little bit, but we didn't swing the ball one time and attack on the weak side. So uh, when teams are going to load up and switch, we got to move the basketball and make quick decisions, which we didn't do tonight.
3: Law, you
5: can go ahead. Hey, Ty, uh, This ends the start of eight games in 13 days. You guys have two days off, but you have the early game Sunday. How do you balance uh, getting the team, what, Looks like they need a lot of rest here, with you know appropriately figuring out on the court what needs to happen uh, to bounce back Sunday.
4: We know what we need to do on the court. Um, I think the rest is the rest is very important. Uh, we will take tomorrow off and practice on Saturday, um, but um, we know what we need to do. Um, they're smart guys. We understand we got to move the basketball, we got to move bodies, and um, you know when we don't do that nights like this, we struggle.
1: There was Coach Lou post game saying the Clippers' offense sucked. And there were a couple plays in the first half that were... (laughs) that may fall under that category (laughs) of sucking offensively. It doesn't happen often with this Clippers team. They're the second-best offense and ahead of where the Dallas Mavericks were last season when they set the all-time mark. But in transition, when they had numbers, they weren't able to convert multiple times. It happened in the first quarter. It happened in the second quarter. And all nine of their fast break points came in the second half. So that defense, like Coach Lou said, that led to offense. But he didn't like the way they competed in that first half. <laughs> you can't blame him for that. As far as PG 13, missing some easy ones, yeah, I agree with him. Just looked out of rhythm at times. First game back. has been in and out of the lineup over the last three weeks. But uh, Clippers, they got to get healthy eventually here. We got 22 games left. In the regular season, we're hoping for good health with this team, where Serge Ibaka can get back, where Pat Bev can get back, and Rajon Rondo can get out there on the court. Still good to see the 2-1-3 connection out there tonight, but I guess it's somewhat understandable why PG thirteen would go five of fifteen in his first game back. Clippers taking on the Lakers on Sunday. More on that coming up. Plus Brandon Marcus will be here. He just hooked me up with a cell phone number. I got his digits. <laughs> More Clipper stock coming up next, right here on AM 570 LA Sports.
0: This is the official home of your LA Clippers. A pizza zoo bots detonates on the rim. The home of the Clippers.
1: Clippers lose 101-94 to to the Denver Nuggets. Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. We had a caller earlier, CJ and Alhambra. He's putting out a request for Terrence Mann to be called Iron Man. Tony Stark out there. <laughs> Noah Eagle says Iron Man is solid. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> That's a good sign. I'm like Noah's Pepper Potts over here. <laughs> or maybe i'm war machine it depends on the day with <laughs> noah eagle is always listening. so yeah send in those requests <laughs> request line is open here at 866-987-2570 that was good there cj all right right now let's get to my friend brandon marcus he does it for hoop ball clips he also has the hoop ball fantasy podcast i just joined him I, mean, I think his last Hoop Ball Clips episode on Sunday. Brandon, thanks for coming on to Clippers Talk. Let's get right into it, though. Clippers lose by seven to the Denver Nuggets late. How much do you think Rajon Rondo, considering how the last two games have ended for this Clippers team, could just help Kawhi Leonard be unlocked late in the game? Because this season, Kawhi Leonard's shooting about 30% from the field in clutch minutes and about 20%. From three, and we're not used to seeing that. He is one of the most clutch players out there. He has still made big shots for the Clippers, and it is a small sample size. Where if he has one really good game, those numbers could change drastically. But the addition of Rajon Rondo, it is it is necessary. I do think it is needed for them to execute a little bit better down the stretch.
6: Adam, thanks for having me, man. Uh, I think we're very few people here, and just me and you and a couple others on this Rondo Island at the moment that thinks that he could actually help this offense. And you keep watching this team late in situations and late in games, and you see how the offense goes. And it's usually PG and Kawhi. They're trying to initiate it, and then they're also trying to basically do everything else. And they're trying to score. They're trying to get everybody involved. But late in games, it's how much can you actually do when you are playing 36, 38 minutes per game, and then you're having to carry the load late as well. And I think that's where Rondo kind of will help out is that he's not gonna play huge minutes, and he'll be able to come in and help this offense and really just let them flow. And late in games, like you said, and get Kawhi in the positions that he wants to get him, get him to the elbow, get PG around screens and getting him open for those straightaway threes. That's something that'll help. And I know it's been a small sample size, but the one thing is we can't keep making up excuses. Like, okay, yeah, they've got everybody hurt. Oh, it's five games in seven days. Uh, it's a small sample size of clutch minutes. At some point, we've got to start taking some of this stuff seriously, and there's got to be something that can be done, and it's worth seeing if Rondo can do that.
1: Well, there is always a difference of opinion, whether it's an excuse or a reason. I do think it matters who is out there, but I see your point. We're getting late into the season now. There's 22 games left, but to me the biggest issue with this team, and this could even go back to last year, too, is just health. We've seen Kawhi Leonard and... Uh, Paul George combined to miss 22 games so far this season. Having said that, they're still one of the best teams in the West. They're still an all-time great offense. And defensively, that's not where they really lost this game. Now, if they came out with that same defensive effort in the second half and brought that in the first half from the opening tip, maybe they went running away with it. But I do like the fact that defensively, post-All-Star break, they look very different on that side of the floor.
6: Yeah, no doubt, and you look at the first half, and they have what, 62 points in the first half today, and continuously, you're looking at them giving up 100 points or less in most of these ball games. and you and I talked about this when you came on my pod, and we talked about how many games the Clippers have given up 101 points or less, and it seems like it's basically been every other game since the All-Star break, so the defense has been there. I think the frustration just lies in the fact that you look at the first half today, And you say, okay, why are you giving up that many points? You clearly have the ability defensively to slow down Denver, and you showed it in the second half. So why wasn't that there in the first half? But then you look and you see, okay, PG misses a breakaway layup. You see Kawhi misses a bunny in the lane. You can look at so many different moments in a game, and their defense is not going to have the 48-minute intensity that you may see in the playoffs. So that's going to happen. But like you said, I mean, it's it's the offense – that is, yes, historically one of the best offenses we've ever seen. But when this team shoots so many threes, you're going to have games like this. And unfortunately, today was a poor shooting game. And the three-pointer is not a high percentage shot. So if you're missing threes, then what are you going to do? And you've got to go back on your defense out to the Clippers did in the second half and almost won them the game.
1: Yeah, Clippers were down one with seven minutes left. Left, they gave themselves a chance after being down by as many as 18 to the Denver Nuggets. They would lose 101 to 94, though. Ultimately, my guest here on Clippers Talk is Brandon Marcus. Follow him at BD Marcus on Twitter, also at Hoop Ball Clips. Brandon, what do you attribute Paul George's struggles to, really, since that game where he hit eight three pointers? and, you know, went out of his mind against the Cleveland Cavaliers at the end of that road trip because, to me, some of this, I wonder how much the right foot has been bothering him because it seems to coincide uh, that right foot injury with his shooting percentages dropping.
6: I'm going to be honest. I'm stunned he played today because we haven't seen the Clippers rule him out a day in advance, and they did yesterday. They ruled him out for today's game. So you would have thought, okay, there's no shot. He's going to play today. All of a sudden he gets upgraded to questionable. And whenever that happens, usually an NBA injury report, that means the guy's going to play. And so PG played and I- I'm surprised he did. He definitely doesn't look like the same guy that he was to start the season. Um, but like you said, I mean, he's shown the ability to be that guy, but, when you're shooting 41% or less, and that's what he shot in March, and you start off April shooting 5 of 15, something's up. Because you don't go from the guy that was the top three MVP candidate, Paul George, to start the season, to the guy that he is now. Something has to be going on because he's still shooting a bunch, but they're not going in. So I don't know if it's not getting the same lift Or not getting the same shots, but something feels like it's wrong when it comes to the health. I hope it's not the shoulders. Perhaps it is just a foot, but it does. I, I agree with you. I heard you say it earlier in the uh, postgame show. It seems like something's up health-wise.
1: He certainly didn't look like he had the lift late when he missed that dunk. That just is unlike mm-hmm. Paul George. So it's speculation, but it makes sense. He is returning from an injury. He could just be out of rhythm, though, uh, as T. Lou pointed out. And hopefully two days of rest does him good because they're taking on the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday. Hopefully PG-13 is available Somebody who has been staying ready, has been waiting for an opportunity to play heavier minutes. Terrence Mann is taking advantage of all of them right now. He has been unbelievable, especially over the last month. Played 27 minutes tonight. Had 18 points after he really struggled with the shot Tuesday night, really for the first time in a couple of weeks. But what's the part of his game that you think... You know, I've been trying to figure out who he reminds me of. It's weird. At times I feel like there's some DeMar DeRozan in there, but his shot looks much better from the outside, but just the way he attacks and gets into the paint. But he also has these playmaking abilities. He's a very different player and an all-around type of uh, athlete that can do so much for this Clippers team, but especially with him being able to get downhill and then either take the shot at the basket or kick it out to three-point shooters. But what have you liked from Terrence Mann most out of this last month here?
6: I've loved his energy and his confidence. And you want to talk about comparing to certain players. There are so many different parts of his game that you can compare to different players. And I'm going to bring up someone that has completely different skills than what he brings to the table. But I, don't, I can't remember a player that brings this much energy to the Clippers apart from a guy like Pat Beverly sure. than what we saw with Reggie Evans. I mean, Reggie Evans is a guy that when he took the floor, he was giving you energy. You knew there was going to be effort the entire time he was on the floor. And that's kind of what I see now with team man. When it comes to style of play, I mean, the ability to be a point guard and then turning to a small forward is just something that's really special. And you don't see very often in players. And to get that in the second round. I mean, you could talk about the Luca skills in terms of his ability, his fearlessness. And then when he gets caught in the baseline, the ability to find somebody in the corner, He's got good vision, too. There's so much there, and just the ability to learn and want to learn, and he even said post-game today that he's not afraid to go and call out people if he sees the energy's not there. And the fact that a guy who's in his second year is able to do that, that shows a lot about where he is confidence-wise.
1: Yeah, there's certainly... The Patrick Beverly comparison is apt. We've talked about that a ton. And just him being in this situation and having a mentor like that is perfect. I think Rondo, considering he had his card in his wallet, is going to have big influence on him as well, and maybe already has with some of the passes and some of the passing we've seen over the past couple of games. He is Brandon Marcus. Follow him at BDMarcus on Twitter and at hoop ball clips marcus i don't know why we haven't done this before but thanks for coming on clippers talk tonight i appreciate it man
6: hey adam thank you and i think you're more of a roadie than you are a uh of the female assistant i think you're more of a roadie to the iron man
1: <laughs> you mean like the girl he took home that one night and then, <laughs> and then kicked her out in the first iron man that's who i am how dare you <laughs> I'm not no, that pretty I
6: mean the the partner, the superhero. What is it, James Ro James Roadie?
1: Oh okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I got he's you. Friend. Yeah. I I'm still trying to sort through what happened in like Iron Man Three and stuff like that. alright. Brandon, thanks so much for coming uh, on the show tonight, man.
6: Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
1: Coming up next, more Marvel movies. <laughs> and Clippers talk and we'll hear from Terrence Mann post game plus Morris and Long Beach has been holding on Morris hold on please we need some positivity to end this show out I appreciate you and we have an update on the Paul George injury we'll get to that as well 866-987-2570 you're listening to Clippers talk here on AM 570 LA Sports From Paul George.
0: This is the official home of your LA Clippers. Don't miss a moment of Clippers basketball all season long.
1: Clippers lose by seven to the Denver Nuggets this time with a final score of 101 to 94. Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. 866-987-2570, 866 is the phone number. My friend Farbot Essenshari, who comes on the show frequently, just reported this. PG-13 postgame said his foot injury was the bone edema injury from before. It flared up again. And Paul George said he's not sure. If this bone edema injury will linger throughout the season, quote, at this point, it's just managing the soreness and swelling. So tonight he ends up going five for 15. Didn't look like he had the lift starting to make sense. The question for me would be, is it just pain tolerance or could you exacerbate worsen in the injury? Hopefully not. But there's 22 games left in the regular season. Obviously they need PG 13 at his best. Clippers lose by seven tonight. Morris in Long Beach. What's up? You're on Clippers talk with that Morris.
3: Awesome.
2: I don't really feel too bad about tonight's game. You know, they were at full strength. They being Denver, and eighty uh, percent of our guys were out. And I, I want to give that guy Gordon some props, man. He uh, he was one of the few guys I thought was as strong as Kawhi. You know, uh, he played him real tough tonight. He wasn't known for playing no defense. Uh, but don't 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 get too upset with him tonight. They just they just worked. Didn't have, the, didn't have the truth, didn't have the soldiers. But I want to ask you something, Adam. Have you heard any rumors about some well, – I'm not mentioning no names, you mention it. But have mm-hmm. you heard any rumors about somebody signing a 10-day contract uh, to join the Clippers? And I'll get with you next time. Answer, I'll answer that for a minute, but uh, off the air.
1: <laughs> All right, Morris. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, there's a rumor out there. Reports – according to reports, they are saying that the Clippers are going to sign DeMarcus Cousins to a 10-day contract. But it is yet to be official. I'll say this, I've always liked D. Because You guys know I'm from Sacramento. He's been through so many injuries, but here and there, he's looked like himself once in a while. Now, I don't know how much stock you put into how he was playing with that Houston Rockets team that at one point lost 20 games in a row, but he's a big body, and they could use the help right now. We still don't know when Serge Ibaka is going to be back. We did see him getting some shots up pregame, which was an encouraging sign. But I've always been a fan of Boogie Cousins. <laughs> I like him. There's a toughness about him, and he's still somebody that's trying to chase that ring that wants a chance to compete for a championship, and the Clippers can certainly offer that. Here's Terrence Mann, just in his second year in the league right now, but he's had great focus and the passion he plays with out there on the court. It's inspiring. Same way it's been with Patrick Beverly over the years. I do think the reason the Clippers were able to win six straight and finally have a winning record for the first time in three seasons when Patrick Beverly is not out there on the floor, well, I think T-Man has a lot to do with that. He provides some of that same spark. And here was Terrence Mann game after he had 18 on 8 of 10, shooting 8 of those points in the fourth quarter. Here was T-Man speaking with the media.
3: Hey, Terrence, um, I know last week after the trade, you know, you talked about um, not really thinking too much about possibly filling lose uh, role as the scorer off the bench, you know, but you've had some pretty um, strong offensive games since then, um, you know, do you just kind of see yourself maybe being able to settle into that a little bit? And, you know, despite the loss today, you know, you still had that you had a pretty good a solid offensive game, you know, do you see yourself kind of being able to take on that role, especially, you know, with your your uh, um ability to shoot off the dribble and then you're getting to the rim too
5: with ease. Um you know filling Lou Will's role is really hard. I mean he brought so much to the team. So I wouldn't say, you know, me filling that role directly. Um you know I'm just playing my game and bring what I bring to the team and whether that's offensively, defensively, whatever it is, I'm just doing what I gotta do to try and win. Um you know, scoring the ball, not scoring the ball, rebound, whatever it is, I'm just trying to go out there and win. So I wouldn't say specifically trying to fill Will's role now. Thanks. Go to Rachel,
3: please. Hey, Terrence, um, just wondering now that you've gotten a few days in to actually speak to and talk to Rajam Rondo,
1: what's it been like?
5: Um, it's been pretty cool. i not gonna lie, it's been really cool. He just knows the game so well. Uh, every time I come back to the bench, you know, he's letting me know something he saw. Or asking me a question or something like that. Um, you know, he's real eager to learn our offense. You know, he's he's always trying to figure out what play we're running, how to run it, where everybody has to be. Uh, so it's so cool to see a, a vet like that with so much experience, just you know, so humble and ready to learn and stuff. It's, it's cool.
1: He's obviously someone you looked up to. You knew his game. It's not like you didn't pay attention to him all these years. So how does the reality match up with what your expectation was?
5: Um, it's right there with it. I mean, that's Rizan Rondo and he's living up to the, you know, that, that reality, um, you know, I'll expect him to be who he is. Just a guy coming in here, teaching everybody everything, what he knows, um, even the way he passes the ball and, and, and walkthroughs, like you could just see, like, he's really advanced with it. So it, it's cool to be around him. Nice. Thanks.
6: Thanks. Go to Muriel. Hey, Sharon.
2: You tweeted this week that it's been a long week and, and obviously you, you guys have had a bunch of games and you've been playing crazy important minutes. Um, was that a reflection of that or, or how are you doing?
5: I'm doing well. You know, it has been a long week, a lot of games, and a lot in, in little days. Um, you know, that's just a result of it. Your body can get a little bit tired, but you just got to fight through that and learn how to, you know, work your body off the court to be ready for games like, you know, back to backs and games against big teams like this.
1: There was Terrence Mann postgame. He had 18 points coming off the bench. The Clippers were down by as many as 18. They end up losing late to the Denver Nuggets by 7 with a final score of 101-94. to In speaking to that connection between the right foot injury and PG-13 and his shooting, he's shooting 32% from 3 in his last 10 games coming into this one uh, and 34% in his last 9 games since the All-Star break. But he also said something to the effect of, I haven't been getting a lot of lift on that right foot. So hopefully Paul George is able to get healthy here. They need him. They have two days off. That's huge for this team. They're taking on the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday. Tip time is at 12.30 p.m. Where else but at Staples Center. We'll have your pregame show starting at 11.30 a.m. Programming note, that game will be on the Patriot a.m. 1150. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank the Clippers organization, Noah Eagle, Brian Seaman, Ralph Lawler, big brother Jake Warner. Happy he's back. Happy to work with Sam Zia tonight, the fantastic Sam Zia. Until 1130 a.m. on the Patriot a.m. 1150 Sunday, I'm a Moslin. We'll talk to you then.
0: This has been Clippers Talk. The home of the Clippers. A recap of all the Clippers' action on their official home. Dynasty, say it slowly. Don't miss a single show. Every day, religiously. Hear anything you missed on the iHeartRadio app. This is amazing, man. I'm happy to be part of it. Join us next game on your home for L.A. Clippers basketball. Okay, great. See you later. Bye.
3: 18 plus.